That's one of the other rooms in the TARDIS. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) That's the 34th room. (laughs) The 69th room. No, rule 34, brother. Get get with it. Oh, I I was on the same level you were. Mm -mm. There's two rooms, both 34th and 69th room. Yeah, rule 34, brother. Everybody and welcome to yet another episode of Who is My Doctor? Who is my doctor? Who is indeed? I am your host, Zach, and I know a lot about Doctor Who. And I'm also your host, Cassie, and I know nothing about Doctor Who. And today we're going to find out a little bit more about Doctor Who. Uh, in today's episode, Father's Day. Interesting. And I could see by the look oh. on your face that you probably could already <laughs> guess what that's about. <laughs> First, Cassie Professi. We're going to meet Rose's dad. All right. Well, that one does feel a little obvious. So I'm, I don't know if that's something I should, uh, based off of your response, then I know I'm 100% right. I have a 50% like correction, correct rate. (laughs) Yeah. You're still, you're still, you're still one-to-one for, uh, for right and right. Oh, why don't we make this a little more interesting then? I will, I will just tell you, yes. We're, okay, so it, it, can can I say this then? We're yes. going to meet Rose's father. Yes. Because we're going back in time to her parents' wedding. I was actually going to be my question is what day do you think they go back to, to to meet him? Base, and this is also me basing it off of like the thumbnail, but the person in the wedding dress is very clearly not Jackie. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to rephrase it a little bit. Okay. I do think it's a wedding, but I... I think that it is them going back in time to Rose's father, but he, this is still his wedding, but it is not to Jackie. I think this is like another woman. Okay. So do you think this is before Rose is born or do you think this is like before he's even really met Jackie? Before he's even really met Jackie. Okay. That's. Okay. So you, so you, this is, this is her dad meets Jackie or his dad is getting married to someone else and they happen to meet Jackie this day instead. Yeah. Okay. I I think that this is going to be a little bit of a Futurama Fry is his own grandfather situation where it's because of Rose that Jackie and her father meet. Interesting. Okay. That's I I'm putting I'm putting my pin in that. Okay. So, we'll put your pin in that. Uh in that case, who do you think could be the bad guy in this episode then? Oh, no. I didn't think about that. Uh I don't think it's aliens. Okay. I think we're, I, I think that the show is going to take a little bit of a break from aliens because we've had a lot to do with aliens. Okay. Lately. So I think this one is just going to be a timey wimey episode. Okay. So the antagonist has to be Rose or the doctor. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So you think, so you think our protagonists for this episode become the antagonist? Yes. Okay. So according to Cassie, this is the day of Rose's father's first wedding that goes horribly awry. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm sticking with my Rose and Doc. That's his name now. Travel back in time and Rose affects her parents meeting. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit vague, but because I'm doing so poorly in my guessing, 
in my professes, I would ask that you let me just keep it vague yeah, this time. You can absolutely keep it vague. I'm not going to, I'm not restrict. I, the only times I want you to get more specific are when something is already a pretty obvious answer, like a Dalek is a little guy. I'm like, clearly by the fact that I tell you there's something in the suit, it's a little guy. Okay, but I will have you know when you asked, what does the inside of the robot look like? My immediate thought was like, a honeymoon suite and I went that's a little too silly there is no heart shaped bathtub and a round velvet bed that would be a little that that's my Dalek suite well with those guesses in place uh, we will take a look and see how right or wrong the Cassie Profassi is this time around after we watch Father's Day Daddy Papa it's Daddy's Day it's it's my papa's birthday, it is. Oi, mister, you me dad. <laughs> Who is My Doctor is brought to you by Simply Shark, the only shark-based home security system. Are you tired of traditional security systems that require you to put cameras all over your house or have an obnoxious animal barking every time someone walks in the door? Well, no more with Simply Shark's security system. Simply unbox the 760,000 gallon tank in front of whatever door you want protected, add your very irritated tire shark, and let nature take its course. With a Simply Shark subscription, every month you'll receive food for the shark, cleaning pellets for its tank, and an audio recording of its high school bully taunting him over the thing it's most insecure about. Gotta keep it at peak insecurity, or it won't need to prove it can kill. Use our offer code Lots of Teeth to get 10% off your first order. Please note that Simply Shark cannot be held liable for loss of limbs, pets, or loved ones, but they do encourage threatening your weird uncle with it. Simply Shark, the beach might be open, but your home sure isn't. And we are back from Father's Day. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I kind of knew this was going to be a big one. <laughs> it's a little big one, isn't it? Yeah. It, uh, that, that one, that's one of those that gets me every time a little bit. Um, it almost got me. <laughs> almost. It almost penetrated your frozen heart. I'm made of rock and steel. <laughs> Well, um, I guess we could start off by saying you were, again, one of two points. You're still 50%. Yeah. Yeah, this is not at all Pete's first wedding, but I mean, Rose is definitely the antagonist. Here's the thing, though. I mean, nah, never mind. I was going to say, like, I have a defense, but my, my thing, I did specifically say it affects their meeting, and they were already married. Yeah, so. no, they were already married. They already had Rose. Wow! Uh, it's an important plot correct. point that they already had Rose. Uh, yeah, but I was correct on this front. So, so uh, I guess okay. let's just start off with probably the more obvious question: uh, What do you think? Seven, eight out of sixteen. Yeah, eight out of sixteen. <laughs> I can't shake my average. You can't, you can't shake this coin toss you've got going. Jesus Christ! Yeah. You were you you hit it off so good right at the top of the show. I know. You got, you got both right right away, and then I after know. that, you've been limping the rest of the way. Well, because in my head, I keep trying to, like, outsmart the show or mm -hmm. think that I'm smarter than because I'm, like, figuring things out. 
turns out I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super not. I mean, it's not, it's not that the, the, the theories you have wouldn't work. It's just not what they are. But uh, just let's talk about what it is. Um, this episode, Rose saves her dad. And in turn, almost time. ends the world. Yeah. No, I because there this was this was one of those episodes where I guess I could say it, I'm a goth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love death, as any as any good goth should. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, memento mori. We all die, and it's just a fact of life. There was a certain part of this episode that I really was able to like sink my teeth into, mm-hmm. and that is the that little like moral quandary of like or not moral quandary necessarily but just that moment of like after rose saves her father later on in the episode they're able to have a moment where they're talking mm-hmm. and you're talking about when pete first puts it together or are we talking early even earlier on it's kind of it's it's all of the processes and all of the moments where Pete is able to put the pieces together, specifically when she's weaving this like fanciful tapestry of He told me a bedtime story every night when I was small. You were always there. You never missed one. And um you took us for picnics in the country every Saturday. You never let us down. You were there for us all the time. Someone I could really rely on. That's not me. Is she just like, I know you're lying to me now. Yeah. Like, I've believed so many far-fetched things. Me taking you on a picnic, I do not buy. And it just made me think about, like, if you know somebody is going to die... Yeah. Like, what do you even say to that person? Which I suppose in this case, because it is extremely unique, because Rose is from the future, so she can talk to her father and have this, like, really sincere moment, knowing that it doesn't matter for him because in a couple hours he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And I think even she knows that from perhaps there's a way that he can remain living. But I, I think the minute that the doctor <laughs> gets <laughs> eaten because he is the oldest thing in the building. Yeah. I think it's then that she realizes like there's only one way. Yeah. But well, because even... of how she is, she doesn't want, she wants to try to outsmart. Yeah. Outsmart I mean... time. Pete even says, like, the doctor was trying was doing right by you, his friend, and trying to keep me alive as long as there was another option. But now the doctor is gone. There is no other option. Which, again, shows another moment of the doctor genuinely caring for Rose. Yeah. And I really like when we get to see those moments of the doctor caring about Rose. Because I, I think at the very beginning, I'd said that the dynamic was very that of, like, older brother looking out for little sister Mm -hmm. but i do think this whole time it it truly has been the doctor is somewhat of like a surrogate father yeah and and we literally saw her going from her dead father to on the ground to the doctor and then walking back to the tardis holding hands but in a very sincere like you know i've got you 
we've got each other sort yeah, of mentality. Absolutely. Like, it's just nice. It's nice to see myself being proven right that this isn't a weird, like, romantic thing. <laughs> I hope it doesn't turn to that, because if it does, I still stand by what I said much earlier. I will get up and leave. <laughs> we'll walk outside. I'll go into our backyard. I'll jump into the river. You'll never see me again. Oh, also, what's a Watson? Who's this? Oh, Watson is just the name of a guy. Alexander Graham Bell called a man named Watson. Okay, because I, I heard it and I was like, does this have to do with Alexander Graham Bell? No, that's too, that's too wild. But uh, I think when they explained that, I was writing something else down, so I completely missed it. Yeah, the, do- yeah, the doctor says that's the first phone call. Because screwy things are happening with time. The first phone call. It would have been nice if there was another screwy thing to happen with time. but There was. Um, when Pete and Rose were driving to the wedding, the radio sw- the radio suddenly starts playing a rap song that hasn't come out yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Comedy comes in threes, though. So. <laughs> but like I was saying, this is... I think I was actually talking about this just last episode, where I was saying that I didn't get Rose when I was younger watching it because I didn't... Because I, I wasn't appreciating the fact that she is a character that is trying, that keeps latching on to men because of her yeah. missing father. It makes even more sense looking at this episode and hearing that she, that Jackie had effectively lied to her about her dad. Mm-hmm. Because Jackie wasn't going to be honest and say, your dad was a schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> your dad did absolutely nothing. He was a door-to-door salesman and did not provide for you or me. Yeah, he was a he was a salesman. Every day I was worried where food was going to come from. He didn't even sell anything particularly good. He sold like tonic water. Uh even the relationship between Pete and Jackie is not they are not a couple that, you know, things are rough, but they're so clearly in love. Like they kind of they kind of look like a lot of my friends' parents now which is like kind of scary because a lot of my friends' parents were also married back in like the 1980s. So like, you know. Yeah, there, I mean there's a certain level of I think that there's of, like a trend uh of things that happen. There's there's certainly a level of verisimilitude to boomer parents who are married and are are married be- and continue to be married not because they actually love each other but because either they have a kid and it's too hard now or they don't want to deal with the mess and they really feel they don't even feel like they're staying together for rose they feel like they don't want to deal with the mess yes i i think that in that context i would not be surprised if jackie is a stay-at-home parent yeah and if she and pete were to get divorced she would there would be the issue of cool where does rose go and who's going to stay in the house that we share? Who's going to move out? Yeah. Even the even the other couple that are getting married are only getting married because she's pregnant. Yeah. And, like, very clearly his father does not like her, does not like that this is happening. Yeah. Encourages him to, quote, live in sin for a while. Yeah. Because in Which, 10 years you'll regret it. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. I, Wonder why Mom's not at the wedding. It's the fact that Jackie then, after Pete's death, has to lie to Rose. And at least, like, we see at the end, or the episode opens with 
Rose talking about her father, you know, the day that he died. And then it, it cuts to child Rose sitting on, on her bed and having Jackie, like, talk to her about her father and some of some of his things, his conquests, I suppose, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but then the end of the episode basically mirrors that. It ends how it began. It with bookends it. Yeah, with young Rose sitting in her bed. Hearing the slightly different story about... Yeah, yeah. about how, for whatever reason, Pete ran out into the street and there was this girl that was sitting there holding his hand. And this time, though, the driver didn't hit and run and leave Pete alone to die. The driver was there and waited for the police and this, quote, mystery girl who they never could identify sat with him the whole time and then she vanished. Yeah. Although there was a moment, um, the doctor says, and I'm forgetting the context for it, so do, if you remember, do do finish it. But he says that I think it's he might go or they might go the same way while when all of the, like, beasties are coming after, which then made me think, did the doctor try going back in time and fixing the war and try to save his people, but just was unsuccessful in doing so. Um, I mean, not, not that they've explained so far in this show. In fact, in this show, they specifically said that he can't. Um, that, that, that's what he specifically explained to Rose was that, you know, that Rose went back and saved her dad. And Rose points out, you go out, like when you travel, you save people all the time. Why can't I save my dad? And she, he's like, I can't save my own family. Like my family my species are dead and I can't do it and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, but does that, that doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't try at one point. That doesn't necessarily mean that. Because um, that is very well what could have happened is that he did try to go back and, you know, fix the one butterfly wing that, you know, changed it all. Yeah, it's... Like, it, it, there's a very good or what what I'm saying is that there's a very good possibility that he did try, which is why when he saw the car looping, he put the two and two together of like, OK, I I've seen this before. This thing has to happen. How how frightening would that be, though, to like look out a window and see a car circling the parking lot waiting to kill you? Like that's that's that car's only existence is to circle around until you cut until you Could get in you front of it to die. Imagine though having to knowing that 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 car is meant for you and that you have to make the choice to walk out and get hit by this car. Especially for Pete, you it's got to be extra awful because you're looking at proof that life goes on without you. Yes, he does make the comment about how you know he did get. A couple extra hours, and now nobody else can say that. Um, oh, but we talk about the Reapers. Ew, uh, okay. I hate those. Yeah, the... Because I, I also know, I said at the top of this episode, that they were. this was not going to have any alien bullshit, which... Technically speaking, they're not aliens. I know, which I know I'm still correct in that aspect, but then I'm also like, oh no, what are they then? Yeah, I don't know if they're said in the episode. I I know that I just happen to know they're called Reapers. Well, because it also said, I mean, cheating. It, it was in the closed captions as well. Okay. They're kind of a weird confluence of like four terrifying things. It's like spiders, bats, 
like mosquito mos- just yeah like mosquitoes or some kind of like flying insect yeah and then they've also just got this horrifying hole in their chest that they swallow Ugh. people up in and just like, a, ter- a, a hor- a, it's just a maw yeah it's not a mouth it's not even it's not even like an appendage it just seems to be loosely open and full of teeth Ugh. I did not like I think my exact my exact words were oh no why <laughs> like I'm kind of impressed that you know they're not they don't look real by any stretch because it's 2005 special no, effects but they also didn't look bad no, they didn't look bad but more importantly they're so well designed that you can sort that doesn't matter if they look real or not you you understand what it is I hated every single one yeah. of them yeah it uh it was very it was very interesting. That and I like their relationship with specifically old things. Can't get in old windows and doors, okay. The older something is, the stronger it is. And in my head I went, those are stained glass. Like they're breathe on them too hard and they shatter. But I I didn't even think about like, oh, it's not the material necessarily. It is the age. It yeah, is because they're not the time of like that this material has existed yeah because these things specifically came to heal this wound in time so the further away something is from the wound the less likely they want to get to it which is also ironic because the doctor does kind of sacrifice himself because he is quote the oldest thing here yeah so i think so there is there was a part of me where i was like it the logic with the church makes sense the logic with it going after the doctor because it would have made more sense than in that element to go after like Baby, Baby Rose. Rose. Yeah. Well, I also I wonder if that was him being like, if I step forward as this oldest thing here, it makes more strategic sense for these creatures to come and get me because I am I am going to be the toughest thing to get through, much like this church. So in the same way that they're trying to break through the church, they're also trying to they, eating the doctor becomes less of a like he's the softest meat and more. If I get through this gristle, I only get I soft meat I see what you here. mean now. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the way I see it anyway. I, it, could, it could also be that doesn't make any sense, but okay. that's the way I see it. Uh, that, uh, I'll allow it. Yeah. It, it's so... It's still a little silly, but it at least feels more correct yeah. than... And it. this episode is so... like it, it feels like it was built up for so long because they brought up Rose's dad... A number of times, either like verbally saying Rose's dad, or I mean, just if the, the episode, absence of him. If the episodes didn't bring up Rose's dad, I know I did. Yeah, so it was. <laughs> so you know, it's built up, but they still find a really creative angle to approach it at. Because um, they could have done, you know, like let's meet Rose's dad, and she, he, he is most of what she thinks, but maybe Jackie doesn't really deserve him, or he's not really looking at her, and so you know, like you said, she accidentally pushes the chess pieces to have them meet. But at the same time, there is something really interesting about like, here are the here is it it simultaneously gives you this emotional satisfaction for Rose and also establishes some of the stakes for time travel. Mm -hmm. Like that you can't just go anywhere and do anything. Well, because I like that they didn't do a they didn't do a back to the future where Rose starts like disappearing or something. Yeah, I, I like that the stakes are like you messed with time so now this universe, this version of this time is suffering the consequences because yeah. there are certain uh, canon events that just need to happen. 
this this show also has a, a t- another term for canon events. They're called fixed points in time, which I, I like that. I like that term a lot. And that's when I when you hear canon events in across the Spider-Verse, that's what I was thinking was fixed points in time. Um, but I, I did like that. And I I do think it gives Pete a little bit of redemption in that, like, he wasn't a good dad because he didn't get the opportunity to be a good dad. But in this moment, he can be an awesome dad. He can be a hero. Yeah. By sacrificing himself, he saves all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And his daughter. But yeah. I mean, both even, versions of his daughter, for I mean, that matter. There's also a really interesting point to make that Rose saving her dad kills the groom's dad. Because he got eaten like right outside the church. Oh, yeah. So there's a part of it where it's like, yes, you got your dad, but someone else still lost theirs. And so this is also... You know, it's Pete sort of pointing out uh, they never really bring attention to it, but there is something to what Rose wanted was selfish and that selfishness basically passed her pain on to somebody else. It was karma. Yeah. But not individual karma, but like universal car- or like. Yeah. It was, it was a better word for that. But she, it, she it's just that, passed off her trauma onto somebody else. It, it's the eye for an eye mentality. Yeah. The law of equivalent of exchange. The Thank law of equivalent you. exchange. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Mister Smarty Pants. Well, no, that's a Full Metal Alchemist reference. Mister Nerdy Smarty Pants. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, definitely want to. I'm trying to decide if this is stronger than Dalek or not, because I think this and Dalek are the, are the two best things we've seen so far, like bar none. I enjoyed Dalek way more. Just. Because I like, I like so many things about Dalek. <laughs> um, and again, without getting too touchy-touchy-feely-feely, anytime stuff has to do with dads, it is a little bit extra emotional for me. Mm-hmm. And so there's a part of me that can't be like, oh, I loved this episode. It was so sweet and sincere. This is just like a, oh, great. Now I get to reflect on my own relationships and my own mortality. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'm... you know, I, I know that I did refer to myself as a goth, and that is one of my favorite little daydream scenarios is, hmm, what would happen to everybody I know and love if I died? But, you know, that's also a once-in-a-while sort of thing. I don't like being... I, I don't like it being shoved in my face yeah. more than I shove it in my own face. <laughs> Thank you. The one thing that I will say I did like, though, mm. is it is very evident by their casting that Rose's parents were not were not young when they had Rose. Like, they were definitely, definitely at least mid to late 20s when Rose was born which there is almost something that's kind of comforting about that because so many times you see like oh well we were young we were stupid like we didn't know what we were doing and it's like nope nope you guys were definitely old enough that you did know what you were doing yeah because I know that we've made the argument of Jackie is the way that she is because she must have had Rose Young. I also wonder if they are meant to be younger, but because they didn't want to have someone that basically looks the same age as Rose play her parents, they casted slightly older actors. Even supposing that that's fair, you could push it and say, cool, they're 29. Yeah. Which, no, does not feel... 
Because if you're right, because even everybody at the wedding is older or older looking. So, you know, not saying that you can't be young and have older friends. Actually, looking it up, looking it up here, uh, he was 33. Um, Okay, yeah. So so he, I guess he could have, he wouldn't have had Rose until he was 32. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe 31, depending on if it, what, like the time frame of pregnancy and how old Rose is in this moment. Um, Well, Rose is still, she little, she a year tops. Yeah. Well, that also, how old would that make Jackie? Because she would be 33 then, add 19 years. You're talking, that can't be right, because I would put Jackie at at over 50, and I don't feel like she's over 50. Mm, I buy it. Yeah, well, I mean. I, I buy it in the sense that, like, as somebody who is observant of the world around them, to put it gently, I have often, or I've observed a lot of parents who did have children when they were not super duper young but a lot of their youth was taken from them just because they were parents at the times that they you know between the ages of 20 and 29 and so it it would not surprise me if it was a a spot where because Jackie was playing the part of only parent by the time that Rose was old enough that she could take care of herself is when Jackie started going back and dressing much younger than she is and you know drinking and Mm -hmm. you know partying talking flirting doing whatever she is doing just to catch up on some of the time that she missed because she had to be a parent yeah i'm actually looking at it now just to get confirmation she is 13 years younger than pete uh so when if pete was 31 she would have been 18 yeah that tracks then yeah yeah i mean Jackie and Rose have that in common. Then they both go for older men. Um, I mean, because we learned that we learned that Mickey is also like six or so years older than Rose is. Oh well, yeah, in this episode, you meet Kid Mickey. Yeah, but Kid Mickey is like clearly like kindergarten, first grade I was gonna age. Say he has to be at least seven. Yeah, they're talking like five, six, seven years old, maybe even eight. And Rose is a baby, so there's definitely like a a, a substantial age gap there too between Rose and Mickey. Which, nothing against substantial age gaps. Yeah, Cassie and I have a four-year... I... Some of my friend's parents were 14 years apart, and one of my sister's friends has... uh, They're 13 years apart in their marriage, so... You know, it's... It is not as uncommon as I thought it was. Yeah. Because my parents are... There's nothing... A handful of years apart. There's nothing about it that guarantees that it's you know creepy or or like no negative. it's all about emotional maturity dude yeah well the thing is there's nothing there's nothing about it that means that means that it's definitely 100 percent uncomfortable and creepy and negative but it does mean there's a high probability of it a high enough that makes you go Ugh. well because then at that point you can go okay great cool now you understand pete is still fumbling along and trying to figure out what he is going to do and what he is going to do with himself and what he's going to do for his family well into his like mid 20s and into his 30s <laughs> like he is just trying to do his best yeah and his best simply is not good enough unfortunately but you know redemption in the sacrificing yourself to uh to save all of humanity is you know it's at least noble yeah i'm i'm really struggling with whether or not i'm going kind of go back to my original i do really struggle with whether or not i like this one more than dalek 
I think they're both great episodes. I think they're easily the two best of all we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. But I will say my favorite episode has not happened yet. So I'm looking forward to showing you that one soon. Okay. Um, exciting. It is exciting. And we will find about find out about that, actually, next time on Who is My Doctor? Who is my doctor? Who is indeed. Goodbye. It feels like Father's Day starts earlier and earlier every year. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Who Is My Doctor? It was definitely a different energy than the last few episodes, but I think that's what makes Doctor Who special, that it can do and be so many things. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to leave us a like or a five-star rating on your podcast platform of preference. Share us with any friends or family that you think might like this podcast, and come follow us on Twitter, Blue Sky Threads, or Instagram at WimdyPod. That's W-I-M-D-P-O-D. In a couple of days, I'm going to be posting some pictures of Cassie's response to our next story, The Empty Child. If you know about that story already, you might find them amusing. It is genuinely my favorite story of Series 1, though, so I hope you'll come check it out with us next Tuesday, because your Tuesdays are now Whose Days. <laughs>